Young Deezy in the booch. Who'd we, uh, so Deezy, who we sit down with this week? Deezy, that's a new one. <laughs> that's a good one. I dude. like it, buds. Uh, we sat down with Nirvana Ortenez. She had a great perspective, great attitude towards snowboarding. She had a lot to say. I mean, aliens, Tangle, Soy Sauce Nation, married to the game, Nirvana. Uh, one last thing I wanted to say before we get started. If you like the episode, screenshot it, post it on your social media. Helps us out a ton. Let's get into it. Episode 20, Nirvana Ortonist. You are listening to the Bomb Hole. Bomb Hole Podcast. It's going to be very hot. It's going to be very uncomfortable for everybody. <laughs> the Bomb Hole. That bitch is crazy. All right, here we go. Another Bomb Hole. Sitting here with my boy, Stony Buds. What is up? How you doing, Stoney? I'm doing really good today. Yeah? You feeling As good? As always. I mean, what if I was just like, I'm not doing well today? That'd be funny. No, I'm doing great. Doing good great. Good to hear. Well, I'm happy about who we got in the guest seat Me today. Too. Nirvana. How you doing, Nerve? I'm doing good. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Um, so, Nerve, you're from California originally, correct? Yep. San Diego, California. Nice. You grew up surfing, snowboarding? I grew up, I actually grew up surfing. Yeah. Yeah. Did I hear you did some competitive surfing back in the day? I, I tried. You tried? I tried. Yeah. <laughs> I tried really hard. Yeah. <laughs> so you're pretty good, though. It was a lot of paddling. Wow. Ah. Paddling around. You got to go hard tough to get those waves. <laughs> yeah. it's, you know, Buds, how's your surf game? Dude, I actually, I spent like three summers living with Travis Wood. He used to work for okay. Forum and all that. And he just threw me in the shark pit one day at San Clemente Pier. And there was like pros Killing yeah. it, and he's just like, get out there, you got this, and I got pummeled. <laughs> <laughs> but I started, the second you think you know what's going on in the ocean, something happens, and you get just played again. Yeah. And yep. that, the ocean is a beast. It yep. really is, and you're yeah. probably out there, and kids are ye- yelling oh. at you. They're like, left, right, yeah, right. Like, what are yeah. they talking about? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's territorial. Uh, Some dude just in from rips people. past you, and basically, yeah. you get beat up over there. Mm-hmm. Not as bad as Hawaii, but, mm-hmm. oh. so but you're pretty good. Uh, I could surf, yes. (laughs) (laughs) That's always a question that I'm like, I don't know, dude. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's a crazy sport, I think, but love it. So then at one one point you started going to Mountain High. Is that where you sharpened your teeth? Yep. We, uh, so my mom didn't know how to swim. So, yeah, she's from the Philippines. and That's what I was going to say. I I think she grew up. Isn't that an island? It's an island. It's an archipelago. Uh, uh, Yeah. What are they called? Something fancy (laughs) that I can't pronounce. Yeah. Yeah. Arca. I can't. I can picture it. Can't pronounce it. It's made out of islands. A group of islands. A group of islands that are, yeah. And uh, I think she just grew up inland. So then never learned how to swim. So then my dad and I surfed. And then once my brother got old enough which he was like four or five we went up to actually snow summit and that was our first snowboarding outing together and she loved it so then we ended up getting season passes at mountain high and i think it was just dummy cheap to get a season was pass ktg there killing the game in the park Corey Cronk? Yeah, yeah was he Cor- like hustling like- tickets in the <laughs> lot like clip Corey, Corey Cronk gets an air horn <laughs> yeah he's dope and yeah, it was like him and he's kind of a legend in those parts, though. For sure, yeah. and like Matt Hammer. Oh, sick! And at the time, well, like once we got into it, there it was like Lori Courier, Krista Edwards, like Desiree would be there, yep. Harrison, and that, that was like kind of later on. But when we very first started, it was like 
We got to get season passes. Was that Go where uh, Huggy did that shoot where the people were jumping over? This might be before your time. That was Jump. Bear. Oh, uh, was Bear the I bikini? Thought, I, I thought, thought that, it was Mountain High. Oh, maybe it isn't. Oh, it might, I think it might have been Mountain High. Yeah, okay. he yeah. had bikini models yeah. and jumping mm-hmm. yeah. on. Huggy used to love that mountain. <laughs> kind of a picturesque, like, the way the mountain drops off. Kind of cool-looking spot. Yeah. For photos and stuff? For yeah, photos. for photos. Yeah. I don't know how the park was or anything, but. Park was, uh, I th- you know, it's 2000s. Yeah. <laughs> 2000s part. What you might expect. But you know Lots what? Lots of the, boxes. They were ahead of the curve over there. I remember watching the 411s on the East Coast and mm. like seeing Snow Summit, and that seemed like that was the place. Yeah, to it was go. like yeah, the spot. The park, you, the park used to be in Snow Summit. Yeah. Back then, so we would we would go to Mountain High and Big Bear, but my parents liked the drive to Mountain High because it was just like a straight shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So is it, your mom's from the Philippines. Is your dad from the states? Um, he is. Uh, first generation. Okay. So my, both my grandparents on both sides are from the Philippines. Oh, cool. Yeah. Nice. Quick question: Did your mom ever learn to swim? She, I recently was in San Diego, and she we got her a boogie board. Awesome. So respect. I, I think she's Ted teacher. As long as like she has it like connected to her, she feels safe. She feels safe, and so that was really cool. You know, my dad taught me how to swim. Chucked me right off the boat. <laughs> Sink or swim, kid. <laughs> I swam. <laughs> isn't your mom a crazy, not crazy, isn't your mom really good at yoga? Or like she, a, a yoga person? She like does, a, she does yoga, yeah. yeah. She um, does it on Instagram as like oh, kind of cool. like a side hustle. Yeah. But and she's pretty kind of a big, big deal, is, I heard maybe, or a lot of followers. She, had a, she has a lot of followers and she used to yoga for some company. Like they would send her stuff and pay her for just doing yoga on Instagram. They don't call that a yogi? Yogi, yogi, yeah, they're yeah, yogis. She's an OG though in the game. Huh? She was an OG, yeah. She like, so she she gets an air horn, I think. Yeah, yeah. that's badass. We're gonna hit her with an air I horn. I mean, the fact that she has that many <laughs> followers, like that's dope. I was Doing like, a yo- she's yogis. a constant, like, yeah, inspiration. It's all about it. yeah, yeah, I was that's just like, cool. this is so sick that you're, you know, a mom and you're sponsored. Like, yeah, that's teaching dope. you a thing or two about social media. Probably. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm just like, uh, mom, help me out. <laughs> Did she kind of give you like that? I, I don't, I met your mom actually at your guys' wedding. She seems yeah. like a sweetheart. Um, but did she kind of like have that yogi calm? Did she like push any of that stuff on you? Or like, did you get any of that by osmosis or learn? I think I got a, a lot of it from actually my dad because she started yoga later. Oh, okay. Yeah. So um, she started practicing later on. And then um, in the beginning, my dad kind of, told us what yoga was and I did Aikido when I was younger too. So that was uh, What's Aikido? It's a Japanese martial art. Ooh. Or it's like um you don't attack people. You take their energy ah. and divert it. Some sort so, of energy vampire. You huh? think if somebody no, if they're like if they're like punching you, oh, you, you yeah, like divert the move. Yeah, yeah. You think if somebody's trying cool. to fuck you up, you could Defend yourself. Divert. Maybe <laughs> I stopped. I stopped when I actually started snowboarding. Ah. This sight in the back of her mind. Somebody's gonna come in, swing at her. She's gonna pull some diversions. <laughs> pull a little diversion. Yeah. Just gonna Good tactics. It probably translates into the snowboarding though. I think. I think it did because it it taught me how to fall. Mm. Oh yeah. Yeah. So it, it was like we would roll from standing and then like falling when we were like practicing. So I think that, Falling that yeah, right I think that translated. Crucial. Yeah, especially in the streets, jeez. Yeah, I think that, yeah, translated because, like, 
I never, knock on wood, I, like, never really broke bone, like, especially wrists, because that's super common mm -hmm. in snowboarding, but, like, never really did that. Scaphoid, wrists, all that kind of stuff yeah. is, like, most popular injury. Most popular. <laughs> I mean, most, uh, It's most common. Most common, yeah, yeah. Say, not popular. <laughs> well, it's really popular these days. <laughs> Everybody's doing it. You're going to want to go out there. You're going to want to break that wrist. My first time out the Mount Hood, I fell off the roof of a car, you know, being a jackass, yep. riding on my buddy's hood, broke both my wrists. Oh, yeah. Had to go to hood with two casts. Oh, yeah. Just like, died. Well, Still be, went, though. Being good at snowboarding, people don't realize it's the, a key ingredient is being good at falling. Like yeah. no, no, I should say that, knowing how to fall. Mm-hmm. That's crucial. Especially you guys. I see you guys in action shooting with you all about falling right, and you guys, it's rare when you're in the mode that you guys get hurt, you know, and it's always amazing to me, which is dope. Yeah. Just all, all the pros, you know, you guys just seem to know how to fall. You kind of transitioned into jumping and riding more like the slope style contest or, or how did you get into contests right how did that evolution start yeah contests um so that was all you know we got our season passes we're all gung-ho like yeah let's try this park thing and then it, like my dad would actually like try to get us to hit like these tiny little you know two foot boxes at mountain high and so my brother and i would try to like learn we like learning how to ride park and at the time, there was USASAs, and I, I don't know how frequent that is now. I think they still have those, right? Yeah, they still have those, yeah. but it, it was oops, sorry. Yeah, keep my bad. Yeah, they don't, the, I don't think they have them as frequently, but they um, used to have contests every weekend, and then it was, it didn't matter what it was, it was like border cross, half pipe, whatever, and like my parents were like, oh, this seems cool, like let's be a part of this, let's volunteer be part of this organization and then like meet some other people that are into this and then that's Basically how we met the whole fam yeah yeah well, that's how we met like all the people and then like had this you know community aspect of going every weekend and that was like really big into the forum culture like mountain high forum and people do you guys remember that forum uh, i didn't like no, no online forums, forums where people yeah, comment like, and that wasn't big for us but you should elaborate on that so so there was a like mountain high had a a forum where people could, you know, submit comments or like threads and people would get on there almost kind of like a precursor to Yobi, I would okay. say. Ah. Yeah. And so people would get information on there or like talk shit or just, it was wild. Yeah. That's crazy. I didn't see, I didn't experience that. Cause, uh, who was on here talking about like the, the people that would show, there was like different crews at Mount. That was Des. Yeah. She was talking yeah, about the forum Des. as well. Yeah, well, was, you, when you started, that. it was in 1903. They didn't have computers. <laughs> it was like they, they were, didn't even have calculators. They were actually like, scratching it into it a those, stone, uh, I think. It well, was like you a would stone. move the beads over. <laughs> you know what I mean? And sundials and stuff. There was no... They didn't even have computers. It was, it was insane. It, it was, was a wild. sundial situation. It was a wild time. So so the uh, you're doing the forums, and, and you're doing USASA. Did you, at any point, make it to nationals or... Do all um, the contests? Yeah, we did. We, like, would go and we would go to nationals. We almost treated it as, like, like contests weren't a thing where it's, like, yeah, I got to win. It was more, like, this is a fun thing to do. And then, like, I, yeah, taught me, how, me and my brother how to snowboard almost. Just, like, doing the contest. You're learning how to get, like. Learning how to do park 
while the the, we're at the contest. So did your parents ride in it too? No, okay. no. <laughs> they just helped out. Yeah, they just helped out. They volunteered and cool. yeah. Did you win any of these? Um, I don't remember. Honestly, don't, remember. don't I don't even remember. You were more worried about learning some moves, having fun. I remember trying to learn how to like jump onto a you know like a, a rail. Yeah. And I like banged into it a thousand times. And it was just like, oh, I'm having so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Your parents were supportive about it, though. Yeah, they were super supportive. So what was, how far was the drive to the mountain? Um, it was two and a half hours. Yeah, see, that's, yeah. My, you wouldn't catch my mom driving me. Yeah, they loved it. Yeah. They, yeah, we we actually had a, we had a little cabin up in Wrightwood. Oh, cool. And then um, across the street, the Piccolo family actually lived there. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, like, I remember more of like Blake uh he's like the oldest little piccolo brother but then like later on met got to know Kyle more mm-hmm. yeah Kyle gets an air horn we're gonna have him yeah. air horn. um and then so you're doing USASA you're banging into rails having a good time <laughs> don't know if you're winning don't know Is if you're this not like winning you're going off the jump and <laughs> cramming your nose in before you even like get up on the rails like, 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 ah. <laughs> yeah and Jump then, onto it. Yeah, get on it. <laughs> at a, at a certain point in time, did you did you elevate your contest game past USASA and start doing some of the bigger contests? It turned into me going to like Grand Prix and things, and then I think Rev Tour. Yep. Yeah. I remember that? Yep. So I did Rev Tours and Grand Prix, and then yeah, I was just like fully in contest world. That's crazy. I didn't know that. Yeah, and it, it it honestly it didn't dawn on me that there was another path in snowboarding uh-huh. until I started working at High Cascade. Wow, the classic, common, classic. common story of the bomb hole. It's so cool. What yeah. de- what department are we talking over yeah. there? Yeah, I was in the K unit. Cooking? K unit gets up. Is that cooking? We are the kitchen. Sick. Yeah. Good for you. Dubs was in there, and I I remember so clearly the day that I got because it, you know when you're younger and you're just like. Oh, all I want to do is work at High Cascade. Like, that's where all the people go. And, like, that's, like, at the time I looked up to, you know, like, Dez and Harrison and Scott, and I was like, everyone's at High Cascade. Like, how do I, I get to be there? Like, how to be there? How do I get a job? And then um, I dished to, actually did dish to ride. Mm. Yeah, the year prior. And then that next year, it was like a month before they started. And Danica, my friend Danica and I were, I lived in Mammoth. I moved out when I was 18 to go to Sierra Coso Community College. And then we were driving down to L.A. to go somewhere to, like, a theme park. And I get a call, and it's a bunch of screaming. And I'm like, who am I talking to right now? Like, what is going on? And it ends up being, like, Dubs, Worm, and I think uh, Jagger. All like screaming on the phone saying, You got a job. Ah, like, like you have a job here. Like, you got to start in a month. <laughs> in a month. <laughs> you got to awesome. move up to Hood. And I was like, Oh my God, no way. <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah. So that was like, I'll never forget that. Mm-hmm. That's that life changing moment, huh? Yeah. I was uh, like 21. I think I just turned 21. That's cool. Did time. you graduate college? Um, I, finished my, I finished my AA at Sierra Coso. And then I was, you know, I was like 20 years old and was like, like the state of California paid for my college. Nice. And then like, I just had to pay for room and board. And then um, I was like, 
okay, now I have to pay more money for college, and I don't want to put myself into, like, $20,000 in debt. No. I was, like, 20 years old. Like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Dude, I've been getting calls, people trying to collect uh, college debt for me. I never went to college. Probably a racket. <laughs> yeah. Probably somebody's got a good racket. Dude, going, I keep getting this message, like, yeah, we need to talk about your college debt. Uh, Bills, That's and probably just like, a scam. Yeah, yeah a smart scam. Yeah. Someone in another country probably, like, just, they got a whole room full of people like, just probably, calling them up. And some people probably pay. The yeah. percentage is probably, they call five people, probably, yeah. like, two-thirds, or, you know, half. Half least, of them do have half loans. Half of them probably have loans. Like, oh, oh, I do owe a bunch of money. Here yeah. you go. Yeah, that makes Not sense. Not tight, man. That's terrible. <laughs> terrible. Yeah, a lot of those scams out there. I was thinking when you were talking about how you went to dish to ride yeah. at first and i think that's, that's what it's called on dish to dish ride to, well there's dig to ride where you go and you shovel to ride the park yeah or you can wash dishes to ride the park at high gas yeah. or cook to ride or they don't no you know no, you're not gonna let some rando yeah, yeah. <laughs> cook your food True. <laughs> so that's bottom of the totem pole dish to ride and i think a lot of people need to hear that where you're like they're like i don't have a job I, I, they're looking at the roadblocks and it's sometimes you just got to go show up mm-hmm. like a big percentage is just showing up like letting people know that you're here, you're available, you want to do it, and it somehow always seems to work out. I feel like I don't know if that's what happened with you. Well, I was wondering that. Can you just go to Hood and not even have anything set up, and it works out? That's what I feel like yeah. I did that. Yeah, that's what you yeah. did. Yeah, huh? you could definitely do. Like you, you could just definitely hope for the do best that if you know some people. And like I remember, I was I was 18 at the time, and I I was like. <laughs> really? I guess I was juiced to go snowboard. Juiced because uh, I actually like I don't talk about it a lot, but like. I tore everything in my knee when I was, like, 17, 16, doing jumps mm. at the Grand Prix in Killington. But Some hard East Coast boiler ice? Or oh, yeah. yeah. I bounced off that knuckle. <laughs> but I, I didn't know that it was torn until, like, six months afterwards. Wow. And so I, like, fully blew out everything, like, fractured my femur you were like still riding and stuff i was still yeah i finished i i think i like made finals or something and like finished it out and i could walk and run so it was super confusing at the time and i was like i remember the pediatrician or doctor was like you're never going to be able to snowboard again whoa and i was like 17 and hearing that i was just started bawling jeez and then I went to, like, a real sports doctor, and he was like, oh, we'll get you back on the board in four months. We like, deal with this all the time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Great. But, yeah, it was, it was, like, my senior year. I was – or after my senior year, I really wanted to get back on snow. So I went to Hood, no plan, had a place to stay, hiked up the mountain to Public Park because they weren't as strict back then. So I'd hike up to the park and hike the jumps for – they didn't weeks. give you any beef. No. That's cool. Nobody ever. You could fly under the radar. Yeah. yeah. Nowadays they're on you, huh? Yeah. I flew. Yeah. Flew under the radar. No one said anything. And then I think I bought a ticket like maybe two days out of the three weeks I was there. Nice. Giving, giving back a little. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good percentage right there. But um, yeah, it's, it's wild because I remember circling back. I sent an email to whoever was the like generic email at Wendell's and was like, I heard about this dig to ride thing. Like, can I, how do I sign up? (laughs) Just asking about it. And they're like, whoever was the director at the time actually responded to me and was like, oh, this is a really, uh, like, that's not really a thing. You have to be here if you want to try to do it. It's pretty, uh, like, not 
it's not under the radar, but it's, it's kind of a loose operation. Loose operation, yeah. 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 They see who shows up and then just throw throw you out there and see who kills it. Yeah. I'm glad I, I got the dish to ride. Yeah, that yeah, sounds then. like a good well, program. That's, that's why it ends up circling back to being cool. It's like if you show up and you meet people and they're cool and you're cool and you're a good person. It works out. They'll be like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Come dish to ride. If you meet people, you're a dick. You ain't going to be you're dishing not, then nothing you're, then you or end digging. Up never getting the hood Does experience. Does it still work like this? I don't know if hood's even a thing right now. Oh, I guess, yeah. there's no camps. Yeah, it's a little weird right oh, now. Oh, yeah. It's a, we were just up there. It was a day-by-day operation and only day campers. Mm, no one, yeah. yeah, you can't stay at the camp or whatever. Yeah, you couldn't stay on campus. So I've had some kids hit us up on the bomb hole asking, like, how does this whole hood thing work? Because we're always talking about it. So I guess it'll just depend on when things get back to normal or whatever happens. Yeah. Or, I mean, like, they could still try to get a job. They just you know, got to show up and meet the right up. people, right? Yeah, That's work at, you could work for Timberline or yeah. something, if nothing else. True, huh? That'll get yeah. you in there. Get but it's probably not as loose as yeah. that. True. So at one point you're riding jumps, you're hiking, you're doing contests, and then you is that around the time, correct me if I'm wrong, where you switched to like too hard and jetpack or? Yeah, it was, uh, so I tried, cause I, so I have dual citizenship, the Philippines and they reached out and they were like do you want to try to go to the Olympics for us really yeah and so I was like sure why not let's give this a good old college try and cool and so I I tried but then didn't have the points and then that was around the time where I moved out here so I was I can't even remember the dates anymore but 2014 maybe yeah and like we had, I had met you know all the girls at camp because it's like very few women worked at camp, and so when you did meet somebody, it's like you're more more likely to be friends with them. Yeah, kind of have a quick relationship. Yeah, and like you were like bonded with these people that you're spending the summer with. Yep. And yeah, they all convinced me to come out to Salt Lake, and then so after yeah, it was 2014. Winter Olympics, right? Sochi. Mm -hmm. So I didn't make it. And then, yeah, uh, Too Hard was happening at the time. And then I filmed with Isabella and my friend Danica. And I think Laura was also, like, one of the – and Madison were, like, the first people that really, like, took me out to, like, do street. And you had never really done street? No. (laughs) I think the first – I didn't really understand what street – was exactly like I knew Desiree was out in the videos like doing it and I knew that it was a thing but I didn't know that you could make a video part and like be a snowboarder that way and make money that way that's cool so um I think yeah the first time I hit a like a rail was in Big Bear nice yeah and which one um it's that I think the JP Walker one it's the wooden one it's frontside for me Okay. It's at it's a house. Okay, I know what you're talking about. Sick. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. That was the first, like, I think Melissa Evans took me there and was like, all right, here's a here's a wooden rail. And I was like, okay, let me try to jump onto this thing. <laughs> and then did it. And I was like, okay, that was fun. Yeah, <laughs> and that's then, incredible. Start. And then didn't really revisit it until I moved out here. I can't believe you almost went to the Olympics. I never knew this. That's great. <laughs> that's a fun little fact. Yeah. 
it was. At what age were you like, I want to be a pro snowboarder? Um, I think I was, I was 16. 16. Yeah. Because at, at that point I had started doing contests and then like that was the time when you were getting checks for Burton Am's, like a grand, I yeah. think, for first place. So, so you, you were like, there's a possibility here. This yeah, is cool. I was like making money that way. I was like, you know, 16 years old with a grand. That's a lot of money when you're <laughs> yeah, 16. Yeah, when you're 16. That's, I was washing dishes. It took a lot of dishes. Yeah, so it it, it was just like, okay, I, I could do this. Yeah. So. I was a hydroceramic technician, not a dishwasher. <laughs> anyway, that I was like just that. me. Oh, <laughs> well, that's awesome. So then when did you start filming? So did, there's the rail and bear, and then you moved to Utah, and you're with Utah. you're with um, Isabella. What was the crew? Lo- is that jet- it? Was like jet? It was jetpack. Jet jet yeah, pack. it was Sick. essentially like the precursor to jetpack, but like we didn't really know what we were doing, and it was already late. It was like mid. It was like February, and then I was like, we were like, let's go hit start. some street rails and <laughs> try to start doing this. Were you passing a camera around, or yeah. did you have a filmer? Oh Pass. yeah, we were passing a camera around and like. It was pretty much like clips to go into, to go into too hard. Like we we're gonna send them to too hard. Oh, cool! And then, um, yeah, we. I mean, I, I didn't really film anything. I think we. I made like a small video of yeah, us starting in February, and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's cool though. But it was it was that time when I think it, Michigan had a lot of snow, and so we went out there just to take a stab at it. That's awesome. So who were your first sponsors? Uh, ever? Yeah, like I guess as you as you started, like who kind of put you on? Um, I was getting flow from Forum back in the day. Damn. Yeah, Forum and Special Blend. That's cool. So that was really cool. Rep flow. Rep flow. Cool. Yeah. And then um, all of the buying happened, and then Forum mm. kibosh, and then it was kind of like I'm just here (laughs) what do i do do? (laughs) and then i ended up getting some yeah a couple board sponsors and then started when we started doing jetpack we got some funding from said board companies nice (laughs) well if we're talking video parts i think it's time we get into we gotta we usually break right into this you know kind of breaks the ice oh this is what i've been so nervous a little nervous her roommates are pretty serious (laughs) yeah you live in a house and roommate a house of learned doctors you could say as far as uh snowboard knowledge who's in who's in your guys's uh in our boat uh it's um so me and ted and then ted borland jeff holse shouts um, you gave him Birdman. I gave him Bird- <laughs> I'm on the wrong soundboard. So, so we got Pops. Pops, Jeff Holes, Phil Hansen. You got a crew in that rush. I bet they'll know both of the answers to this. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And uh, if she doesn't get it right, I'm sure she's going to. I'm going to get burned. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into it. Good luck. Uh, that's presented by the Dew Tour. Great event. I'm sure you competed in a couple of Dew Tours back in the day. Oh, yeah. So, you know. Gatorade Free Flow Tours. Oh, yeah. Oh, well. yeah. Um, okay. Well, Godspeed. Um, <laughs> here we go. <laughs>
that's Ted's part, isn't it? Close. Oh, oh my gosh, it's Brandon Reese. It's I'll say this. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh no, you're on your third. <laughs> oh no. It's, Give her hand. it's the same crew and it's a different gender of person. Oh, it's Desiree. Yes, it is. No, you shouldn't have given that to me. I got you know too what, excited. Well, I was is, like, I know this they one. They all sound the same. <laughs> They're all similar songs. We're still giving you a prize pack for third oh, try. All, they Thanks. all sound the same. <laughs> well, they, the, all their songs are kind of that same genre. Yeah, so yeah. I, I'll, I'll go easy on you on that. That's a cooler from Igloo Coolers. Thank you. Custom bomb hole. custom bomb Look at that little wrap on there. So are you going to catch some heat? It's uh, oh probably because you threw out Ted. I, I got too excited. I was like Ted. <laughs> that, I should have done Ted. Yeah, that that it, been you a know good what though? Might have, what if it resulted in like oh, you yeah. know, I, you know, like maybe full on drama? Yeah, we get we get a whole Ted, situation. Like, Ted's going to sleep in a car. Or something. I can't believe no. you didn't remember my video. I part. believe this. this <laughs> no, this will never. Never be resolved. That happened kind of where <laughs> not you didn't do that, but um, we were in Canada at the bread rail, and I this was during the Veer years, and Veer year, and um, it's like a tongue twister. Yeah, that's a tongue twister. Veer year. But we we went to the bread rail, and I did um, like board slide, uh, dead lung. Yep. Out. Nice. And I was like so stoked. I was like, oh, I, I figured something out. And then someone was like, or I was texting Ted, and he was like, I did that trick in, during Pepper. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God. I That's didn't remember. Pretty rare husband-wife drama Yeah, right that is. There. ABD. <laughs> yeah, already already done, done that. I did that. I was like... I, I was like, I'm so shitty. I didn't even remember. I didn't even remember <laughs> that clip. <laughs> and then I later find out that it wasn't even used. Oh, Really? <laughs> Uh, I'd love to hear that the call a, in a domestic dispute over yeah. an ABD at a spot. ABD at a spot, full-on domestic. <laughs> Got to call in the, right, we'll the professionals. St- we're, we're still in name that video part. Still in name. So this is for the uh, viewer, listener. Yep. You guys know the drill by now. Comment on Instagram if you know this one. Short. You don't answer that one. It's short. <laughs> okay, thank you guys for playing another round of... Name that video part. You know, we were talking about Ted. He's your husband. You guys recently got married, which congratulations. Fun wedding. Thank you. One thing that I'm curious about, um, did you change your last name? Are you keeping the name? Um, Is this an all right question? Yeah, that's totally fine. I figured it would be. No, I I did change my name. You did? But I use Ortona. Yeah, legally. Yeah. But I use Ortonia's. Is yeah. your shred name? Yeah, just kind of tight just professional to have. Name. I think that's a cool, a good move, you know, because like a rapper name. Yeah, but it's your original name. Yeah, <laughs> but it's kind of nice to have it separated. It's like at little times. baby. They yeah. like little baby. It's like a little baby. You know, he's not gonna change his name. Yeah, no, but I think you might legally change it. You know? Because sometimes if you're at the border, you don't want people to know all about you. They look up Borland, and you know they won't find all your your secret shred career True. or something. True that. That's why I run East Town. I don't want people knowing what's up with me. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> so I always got his alias. Aliases, man. <laughs> uh, I wanted to talk about a little thing called Soy Sauce Nation. You want to tell the people what that's all about? Yeah, you know, I see a sticker over over your shoulder there on your board. Yeah. Um. So it's a it's like a com- it's a community thing. Like we it actually started off as a joke, a little bit of a joke, um, at High Cascade. 
my very first year, um, we were all going around the room. Everyone's introducing themselves. Like, people tell stories, whatever. And this guy gets up there, tells a story. It's funny. And then he said, oh, well, my name is AK. And a lot of people are like, oh, does that stand for Asian kid? <laughs> and then and, you know, it's funny, and everyone laughs. And he's later closed with being the only Asian person there at the at the meeting and I I remember like someone was sitting in front of me I like did this behind them and locked eyes with him and I was like you're like hey <laughs> what about me yeah what's going on here <laughs> like but we ended up becoming like really good friends mm-hmm. and just uh ended up sharing stories about like, how we got there and, like, how we got into snowboarding and just, like, the overall feelings of, like, re- thinking you're the only one doing something, like, like snowboarding or anything re- um, related to that, like, skateboarding. Mm-hmm. And, like, having that connection and being able to share that was huge. So, um, but, yeah, we made a – so we made an Instagram and started showcasing people who were – Asian on it who did snowboarding and skateboarding and then p- people started catching on hitting us up being like Sending what, are, what is this or? what is this yeah yeah and and we we're like oh it, like it started making stickers and they're like how do I get one and we only had so many of them but it escalated into um, being so much more than that where you could meet somebody through the ins- through Instagram and then like, oh, I live out in Colorado or I live out in Salt Lake. Like, come and crash at my house anytime if you want to go snowboard. That's or cool. Or skate. So it really is a community. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So, so that was kind of how it started. No, Bridges always talks about um, it's kind of hard for Asians to really elevate to the level of like American pros. They got to work hard at it. So they got to go bigger. That's what they teach the Japanese in the half fight, right? They have to there's go bigger a, than the Americans. Well, there's just like a that. lot oh, of it. amazing riders. Yeah. Even now, China is such a giant market. Japan's always been a huge market, but they don't really get the love in the pro world. Now Japan's really starting to step it up. But yeah. so it's cool that you're doing that. It's really cool you're bringing people together. And yeah, that was how we like how we started. Um, yeah just bringing people together and that's yeah. that's what it was all about and like making stickers and sending them to people has been fun and how yeah. long have you been doing it uh ak Sorry, so oh ak is the one who makes all the stickers and like makes the designs and like we talk to designers that are asian in the industry and the, um we've been doing it since that first year at high cascade right. pretty much yeah i think we made stickers later that summer yeah, that's incredible. And I think there's something really special about having a degree of relatability when you're a minority, right? In in a, in a sense of like, this is, it's totally different, but you know, like with AA, I'm sober, I don't drink, right? So then when you're by, when you don't have a community, you maybe feel isolated or alone, or you don't have anybody to talk to about like similar struggles. It's different. I'm not trying to compare it to being Asian, but there's something really powerful in that degree of relatability, right? And being able to talk about similar things like that. and Just communities in general, right? Yeah, because it it was definitely um, just like coming together and then 
just realizing that you're you were into snowboarding and then having yeah like a community or some people who look like you yeah which which I didn't understand until being an adult was a thing like I didn't understand that people needed need other people to that look like them to believe that they can do those things that makes sense and because it's like I had my family and it's like, oh, my mom and dad is doing this thing. Like, I'm going to do this thing. And it gave me the confidence to be like, I'm going to do this thing. Whereas, like, let's say you get into it on your own. And it's like, you're a minority. And you don't see it in the, any of the ads. Or, like, you're, you love snowboarding or skateboarding. And you don't see anybody that looks like you. And you're like, can I do this? Yeah. Like, and let's say, like, the lineage of your family, there's no snow from yeah. there. So you're thinking to yourself, like, all right. Who's doing it? Yeah, and I, I didn't realize that until until later on, and we started Soy Sauce Nation, and I'll look through the DMs, and, a, like, a mom or dad will, like, send a message and be like, this is so cool that you guys are doing this, and it gives my kids somebody to look at to, like, continue riding park or continue doing, like, riding powder or what, what have you. It's full-on inspiration. And I was like, because sometimes, especially in the past couple of years, I'm just like, why am I, why am I doing this? Like, like, why am I putting my body on the line? But and it's gnarly. Yeah. yeah. But then I get, like, messages or read messages like that, and I'm like, okay, I got to, like, take this space up and keep going. It's a culture. It's a community. It's cool. Big inspo. And then you take the fact that you're a woman already a minority. Mm-hmm. Then you take Asian woman. So it's double. So it's, it's cool. And what, are the, what do you think about the strides, like, that need to be taken in order f- to kind of tip the scales in the right direction. Do you feel like there? Do you feel like snowboarding's got a long way to go? And in terms of gen- uh, maybe let's start with gender. Gender that that I think um, snowboarding companies as an industry are incrementally getting better. I think now more than ever they're trying to make a push. Yeah. For women in snowboarding, and and you could see it out. Like, through it, like, people might hate on Instagram, but you look up Instagram, and there's so many, like, women snowboarders out there doing their thing. And it's, like, maybe they got into snowboarding because they saw that on, on Instagram. But, yeah, I think that there there's so many more females out there, doing like, doing it and just trying to get after it. More than, like, definitely more than when I started. Yeah. Yeah. Like, when I started, it was just, like, me and then, like, older girls. You could, like, count them on your hands. Yeah, kind of, like, crewed up. (laughs) Southern California is a little different, though, because we we did have, like, quite a few people to look up to that were around at the the time. Um, But, yeah, like, now more than ever, I'd say there's, like, there's, like, more crews now instead of being the only girl on the mountain. Definitely feels like it's getting more uh, accepted, mm-hmm. and, and you guys are laying the groundwork for the next generation of girls and just keeps growing and growing. Like you go to the skate park, there used to be no girls. And I know snowboarding's different, but it's almost 50-50 some of the times. When, really? when I go to 9th and 9th, I was there the other day. It was like half and half. It was just that's like, cool. That's, that's a nice. huge deal. And, and I think snowboarding's only, you know, not too far behind, hopefully, in that department. and. And then, you know, the, the whole that helps everybody. Mm-hmm. That brings the whole industry up, right? 
So I don't know. So I was talking to your husband, Ted, and he kind of mentioned how it's interesting how you've kind of worked with all crews and you've been on all-girl crew and you've almost been on an all-guy crew except for yourself because you're with Ted and everybody lately, maybe this season a little bit if Jill wasn't around or Des. And then you've also been on a full mixed crew. What do you think's like your your favorite setup? My favorite setup. Like your favorite way to do it, I guess. I think I think all have I think they both have their pros and cons. Yeah. And um like filming with an all girl crew when when I was first starting to do filming, it was it was so dope. Like the first year that we started Jetpack, like that was some of the best filming and best times like I've ever had. And and it was like you're out there. We were out there learning how to film, learning how to film a video part and like doing it with your friends. You guys all pulling bungee and stuff too and Um we had a winch. Nice. But we did have a bungee you too. Did. Yeah. But and yeah. that's not an easy day. No. Pulling yeah. <laughs> those things around. It's like a construction crew. Yeah. yeah. It, so we so the crew was at the time we went from filming at High Cascade and then we sort of went into that year being like we're gonna make webisodes and we're gonna try to film street too so it was like ambitious pretty ambitious yeah. because a lot that's like another thing is a lot of people don't realize that if you're gonna make a webisode and or like a series it takes a lot of work and it cuts out time if you want to film also film a video part oh true doing both at the same time yeah yeah that's so, gnarly so we were like let's do it all. And we all got into Amanda's truck and drove drove east because that was that one year that Boston had. Oh, the mega storm. Mega storm. Snowmageddon. 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 That's what it was called officially. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. That's something I think it like was that. too. It was wild. And did you say you even had uh, Mary shooting photos? Yeah, yeah. So, so the crew was. Full female crew. Full female crew. No boys allowed. No boys allowed. <laughs> <laughs> Get the fuck out of there. No, but we, were, we liked to snowboard with guys as well. Yeah, of course. Yeah, so we were doing that. Like they were included in the summer stuff that we were making. Yeah. And, and the webisodes. That was also another thing was even though it was all girls, like, at the core, we still went out and snowboarded with guys. and Get like, some cameos. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what we wanted to show was just – because at the time it was, like, kind of like what you were saying where there's one girl in one thing or, like, in this thing, and then you have, like, one girl in this thing, and then, like, maybe sprinkle some of them in this one movie, and they only have, like, a few clips. Yeah. And so, and at the time, it was like, okay, there's too hard, and then, like, we're not really, that's, like, not really us. Not your like, style. Not really say. our style, so, like, let's make make it the way we want to see it out there in the world. Mm -hmm. So, got in the car, no experience, really, and, yeah, we just started doing it, and just, like, use the resources that we had. So, it's, like, everyone that we met from High Cascade, or, like, some a friend of a friend, we'd be, like hey, can we crash at your house? Or like, hey, how do we get tickets to the resort? And um, Or like, hey, where's this spot? Yeah. Like that's another thing that like maybe people like filming in general, they don't understand, might not understand is like when you're watching a movie and you know, have an idea of where that spot is, you could probably call your homie up and be like, where's this at? Yeah, especially when you're out of town like that. Yeah. 
people are really cool. They're hyped you're there. Yeah, totally. You know, like, it's, that was something that we learned was, like, let's use the resources that we have. Like, let's call up the people that we know and, like, figure out where these things are and try to go hit it. Yeah. <laughs> so. Do you ever have any, like, police roll up and see you're an all-girl crew and be like, whoa, what's oh, going on? We for sure got, like, 100% got away with a lot of things oh really because like, they were like oh, okay girls just because <laughs> fun. yeah or they would just be like oh they're they're not they're fine yeah they're not gonna be not ruining anything ruining anything these nice girls <laughs> it's true yeah that's tight <laughs> like like oh you don't you're all like five foot two like <laughs> no attitude like yeah. guys what? might throw at them yeah yeah they're like you're you're good <laughs> genius we could start maybe playing that Wear Just wigs or something and <laughs> no. see if we can get away with it. Because I get problems with police, as you know. Yeah, so but buds, you know, you, I'll tell you, you would have brought buds with you. You would have had problems. <laughs> problems, you had the whole crew in jail for the weekend, probably. <laughs> <laughs> and you get a ticket. You get a ticket. <laughs> you, were, you know how it goes. Uh, you know, the thing that's cool about the all-girls crew, you know, like you said, it was back in the day. People looking up to you had, you know, one video with Hannah Beeman, one, you know, she's in the grenade video, or you have Terrakitas is in Amped, but they're not, Jetta Mines here, there's full moon, but there's not, there's not like a, a broad, like, there's, it's, like, you don't know you can, it's a thing, really, right? So it's kind of cool to pave the way and be like, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna make an all girls film, and now the girls that are below you, that are younger coming up, the women, I should say, the women coming up, are going to see that and be like, oh, we can make our own video because we saw that. It's inspired, just inspired, yeah. You inspire the next wave. Do it. I want to cool. give it a try, which is cool. It's you, inspiring. You get, you I get some good messages from the girls coming up, and yeah, I I recently spent some time um, with a younger girl, and like her name's Isabella Gomez, and she was doing the shoot with us, and she was kind of like, she this was, is at Hood last. This week. This was at Hood like a Sick. couple weeks ago, couple weeks ago. And, and she was telling. Which was such a dope experience. Like, Danny Cass was, we were shooting him, too. So I was just like, what? Yeah, that's sick. <laughs> but um, he, she was, like, telling me how it was cool to watch, like, that when they came out. Which I, I had no idea that it was going to make, like, we didn't know that was going to make such a big impact. Or, like, people would be into it or anything like that. That's really cool. Yeah, you have no idea while you're doing it, and then all of a sudden you hear something like that, and you're like, wow. Like okay. years later, and yeah, I was like, years oh, later. okay, sick. And that means it affected a whole bunch of women, so that's really cool. Makes like it all. That. It makes it all worth yeah, it. Yeah, it makes it worth it, I think, Definitely. when you can do that. Probably wasn't easy either. No, we didn't. We honestly, we had very little sponsor money, and we used that to kind of pay for everything like we that's what paid for gas or that's what would pay for whatever as like the whole group and like on and amanda like put up a lot of her own money to make that happen wow yeah so we like, talking like you all cram in one room like the boys do oh yeah, yeah same style right? yeah that's yeah we so stayed cool. we stayed at uh davy's house zags oh sick yeah yes. we stayed shout out to his parents Right. Whoops. <laughs> Wrong sound bite. <laughs> right with his parents, too. That's so rad. Yeah, we just we posted up in Littleton and stayed in Stag's basement for, like, like, months. <laughs> he's like to his parents, the girls are coming through. Yeah. They let you stay there that long. They let us stay there that long. They probably loved you guys. It that's was, so cool. They, we, like, helped them shovel 
shovel their driveway, their driveway <laughs> and the roof and it, during yeah. snowmageddon that's probably a good asset to have a shoveling team yeah it was Women profe- shoveling team. professional shovelers that's what we do <laughs> Yeah, so let's let's go mixed cruise. What's that like? Mixed cruise is also sick. Like I, so I got to film Veer with um, Jesse Paul, and it was like a small crew. So it was Melissa and I, and then Tony Wagner, Mike Little, and J- Jordan Smalls. I thought you and Melissa killed killed that. Thanks. Very impressed when I saw that. You got, we went into that year not knowing what the hell we were doing. We were like. I like snowboarding with you. I like snowboarding with you too. Like let's let's go snowboarding together and make video part. <laughs> kind of like step brothers or something. Did we just become best friends? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> step brothers situation. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So yeah, because we we made um, and made like a small video the year before with Melissa and Madison and Jackie Lambert as well. What was that called? Is uh, Flora. So is is small. Awesome. But we yeah we snowboarded into that next year and then one day we were in Quebec and Jesse called me and was like do you guys want to join us and like be in our movie and I was like hell yeah like we don't have we don't know what we're doing like we have no plan right now like we don't have a filmer we're just kind of we were our idea was like to just try to team up with whoever was around and, and was down to film with us but like yeah so was that Jesse's idea? Yeah, that's good on Jesse. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. We dope. were we were at uh, the Sugarbush Projects project uh, crushes event, and mm. um, he was, we were all staying at the Solomon House, and I brought Melissa with me. I was like, "You're just gonna stay with us," and just talking to Jesse about it, how we like didn't really have a plan, but we were gonna we were filming already, and um, yeah. And so kind of, like, maybe put that into his ear, like, yeah. we're just doing it. And then he was just like, why don't you just do it with, like, our crew? So that was really cool. And it worked out. And it worked out. And yeah. we went out to Minnesota, and it was, like, probably the one of the best trips I've ever had. And just, like, having a mixed crew, you have the dynamic of, like, the guys are there and they're – like, the guys we were with were awesome. They are so supportive and, like, down to help us try to get whatever we needed done. And, like, it all came around. Like, we'd shovel up for them and, like, stand out in the cold and do all that for each other. That's, like, the, the group thing. Like, yeah, that's what it's all about, really. It, it sounds crazy, but, like, oh, I'm going to stand out in this, like, polar vortex. Just Minnesota. Be- <laughs> like, because we want to. Yeah. yeah. Forget about that sitting in this warm boost in the middle of yeah. summer that, like, you know, you... End up standing in a icy field for There's hours. Some moments, man. While Joe Sexton tries a balancing beam for nine hours. Yeah, and Maybe doesn't three get it. Days in a row too. And you're like, I love this. Yeah, your fingers are falling <laughs> off, and you just want to go back to your Airbnb, and you're just uh, like, oh my gosh. Heated boots, key. Oh, for that. that's what you run? Heated I boots? run heated boots. Oh, that's a pro tip. Pro tip. Yeah. That's a heated boots. I don't heated believe boots. I don't run. That is a photographer. That's insane. As, as a photographer? Photographer. <laughs> Do I always say photographer? <laughs> <laughs> I just like to. I just like to. Whether you do or don't, it's fun. You just throw it out there. Yeah, you got me tripping. If I actually say, you it should not. just go fall, all just in. Start fall spelling in. it that way too. F E R E Stone photography. Photography. Why not? I'm gonna veer off subject right now. But I, I was thinking that was about the name of the movie. We're gonna, no pun intended. Yeah. But 
we're talking about snowboarding, the intricacies of like spots, yeah. video parts. I could tell you where most down bars are in any any kink rail in any major city we've been to. I could probably get you there. Um, song video parts, uh, tricks that people did on random railings in parks. I got them all cataloged up here. Insane. It, and it's useless knowledge. But it's great for the podcast. Yeah, I never thought really I never thought I would actually have any type of use for this. I was like, imagine if I went to school and I used this knowledge for something and filled it with something else. But the, it works great. We're talking pro- about rail professor over yeah, here yeah, at, at no, Hogwarts spot, or whatever. Spot, spot professor. professor. You're like, spot God. You're just in there. I can tell you any location off the top of my head. Yeah, it's, it's longitude, latitude. latitude. Jeff Holst. Jeff Holst is a uh, spot guru as well. Oh yeah, he's got. Spots, and and I feel like he he'll hold out too. Like he won't tell you. Oh, oh he, yeah, he holds yeah, out on you. Yeah, no, he didn't hold out on me. Like he was. He'll let you in your roomie. He it was he'd always it was awesome like snowboarding with him like this year. But, like he would always be like, Yo, Nerf, what do you think about this spot? Like, would you want to do this? And I'd be like, Yeah, sure, or nah. But he always had he always had everyone in mind. Like, oh, I think so and so would like this spot probably. And then towards the end of the year, he would be like, well, I've got this spot. Like, we should go to it. And we're like, where has this been? Like, where has this been this whole time? He's like waiting till he's healthy and he's on the would chair. You, Everything's good. You think he's a, a spot hoarder at times? Did you yeah, say? that's kind of spot hoarding. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, after uh, Buzz Cut came out, I was really hoping he was going to go bull cut. And <laughs> just put out the sickest, Sick, sickest graphic. edit. Yeah. Maybe he still could. Well, we're talking the new movie. Yeah, Tangle. What's Tangle. Tangle. Uh, word said on the, it. What are the word on the streets, dude? Here's my big question about Tangle. What is it like working with your husband at Spots? At Spots. Is that pretty insane? And like, you know, sometimes you don't want to work with your spouse. I, you guys get along out there, and I yeah. mean, it always seems like you do to me. He actually seems like he pushes you in the right way. Like, knows what you're capable of. He seems of. supportive. Yeah. Very supportive. But he also, like, just knows what you can do, knows just how to get you to get that shot. Totally. And it's awesome. Do you think that helps you out and all that? I, I, I definitely think it, it helps me out. Like, uh, so we, um, a couple of years ago, did the falling leaf think thing thing. Oh, yeah, that's right. And so that's where Flora was and all that. But we, so we worked together then as well. And that's, like, us traveling. And that's when sometimes I would be the only girl on the crew and, um, and like we worked out fine. Yeah. So we kind of went into the year being like, well, we've done this before. I don't see why it would be a problem. But he did forewarn me. He was like, you're going to get treated just like everybody else. Where kinda like, has to. yeah, yeah, totally. And I was like, that is total duh. Like, of course. But he's like, no, no, like I'm going to try, I'm going to push you the way I push everyone else. Like you might. He didn't say you might not like me at times, but it was basically like, yeah. this might happen where, like, I don't like you right now. And that totally, that did happen at times. Where you gotta I just, just like, try, not to, try not to take it home. Yeah. <laughs> just like any working relationship with a spouse, I guess. Yeah. I'll tell you, I've gotten arguments over colors of the paint on the fence. Yeah. I can imagine if somebody was telling me to do a, a backlip a pretzel instead for. of a backlip. He pushes her out there, too. <laughs> I, no, there was times where I was just like, I'd just be like, nope, I'm not doing yeah. this. I've like, seen you kind of be like, dude, I'm like, you were kind of scared, like he's pushing you too hard, maybe. Yeah, so, and, like that definitely happened. But yeah. I mean, we got, we got like anything else, like we got through it. And Only but, makes you stronger, right? Yeah. 
But there was definitely times where I was just like, no. But then Des would come in and be like, you should do it like this. And I'll be like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And you guys, like, actually went on a honeymoon trip, which was awesome, too. Oh, yeah. Honeymoon film trip. Yep. That's pretty dope. That was, uh, we went to Japan. Great. And it was Great place my, to go. My all, pretty much all of our first times oh. in Japan. So, um, and it was insane. Like, or it was wild. Like, I have never been to a country like that. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. And it's like everyone tells you, like, oh, it's going to be this or you're going to see that and it's going to be awesome. And and when you get there, it's like a hundred times better. Even more amazing Even more than amazing. anyone tells you. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. And that was not this past season, but I thought I'd just yeah, no, kind of pivot no, uh, I thought it was interesting, you know. Yeah, powder honeymoon. Powder honeymoon. I mean, we, the honeymoon that could be a new thing. That's we cool. didn't. We didn't ride any powder. Oh, oh, this, oh, it was. Street. Where did you guys go in Japan? We went to the main island, Nagano. Yeah, um, yeah, like not Nagano. You can drive it so many hours back and forth, different directions. Yeah, on so that main island. We just stayed on the main island and just rode. Um, it was more like a jib trip. We wanted to go and do powder, but bad winter or something, huh? I think it was just. The like just the dynamic mm-hmm. where like jibbing was more important at the time for the movie for the movie yeah yeah now I will say the word on the streets the strats that's what I was gonna get to yeah you got a heater coming out this year a lot of people it's talking what I keep hearing a lot the, the of people are talking. talking we hear the streets talk that's why we were like, we gotta the get they said we gotta get Nirvana on the show she's sitting on some heat for Tangle yeah how do you feel about that it's I feel very um. I'm, uh, what's the word? Not shocked, but, like, it warms my heart that people <laughs> say that <laughs> about it because it, it was, it's the most footage I've ever had, and it was definitely a, sh- not a struggle. It was a struggle for me. It should be, probably. Definitely. Like, this year was, was tough snowboarding for me. Like, uh, I'm mentally I had to, like, get in a space where I was like, I could do this. But then by the end, just be, like, kind of bummed on what I had done. But then when I hear people say things like that. I've heard it a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. It's and, so- you know, LeBlanc once said, the second you're fully satisfied, you should probably just throw in a towel. <laughs> you always got more to work towards next season, you know. So you, if you walk away, just like, that was the best part of my life. That was my purple tape, as Raekwon might say. I don't know if you're familiar with that reference. But – don't think it. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> that like, was that was like his his best uh, album, and uh, so if it was your best video part, you're never gonna film a better one. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's always good to walk away, maybe wanting more, feeling like you could have done more. And yeah, I feel that way. I felt that way every year. That's it was good. Just like, yeah, it keeps you going. Like I That's should why have done building. more. I wanted to do more, but this year, yeah, it was. I'm proud that I that I filmed as much as I did, but I'm definite. I was definitely like. Ch- mentally challenging. Did you come into it? You know, you you had your best year yet. You should say keyword yet. Did you have any different approach going in, or did you just just happen to grind it out harder? Or what was the mentality? Different approach. Uh, like, well, like sometimes people are like, "I'm gonna do it this year." Part. You know, yeah. like I've done that. I've been like, "I'm going for Ender," or um, "I'm gonna." This is my year to go all in. I don't know if you'd... Yeah, I definitely went into this year being like, this is, I got to go all in. Like, I got to, like, I've done everything I can to get to, like, this moment, pretty much, or, like, this point in my 
career. Mm-hmm. And like, a, like I quit my job that I had at the time, like go, back in December, like going into the year and just being like, I'm doing this. So that type of mentality was good because then I was able to, you know, film and focus on that. But then at the same time, I think it, I might have taken it a little too far where I was just like being too hard on myself, maybe like. like it's tough. You can be your own worst critic, you know, obviously. Sometimes it sort of takes to get the result. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. you know. How many shots we talk it on the clipboard for I you? I don't. I, d- I don't count. You don't. Oh, well, she's not a do. counter. Some people have a log. Some people just do this. I don't know. What do you do? Uh, I film the clip off the LCD oh, screen yeah. of the so camera, and I edit my part on iMovie on my phone. <laughs> so I know Submit exactly how much footage editor. I have. The editor hates it. I hate my footage. And uh, don't recommend much, it. You start to hate it, right? <laughs> Absolutely don't recommend that technique. I definitely write it all down, though. So you know what tricks, right? Mm-hmm. I, so when, when, when I go into the year, I like, and I think this is important, like, so I have it in my notes, and I write down what I want it to look like. Like, what do I want my video part to look like? That's cool, like visually. Yeah, like tricks, or like maybe if there's a certain spot that might, that a I vibe see, even. like a vibe, yeah, like a vibe. Like, what do we, what do I want it to look like? So I'll write it, write down the things that I want to do, and then throughout the year, I'll, you know, we'll go to a spot, and I'll be like, oh, like, this seems like a good place to do this. And then if I do it, check. If I don't, find the next spot. So I think it's methodical. I think people should think about it because if you if you don't go in having a plan, then you'll end up with not enough clips or less than what you wanted to accomplish. One, 100%. And a lot of people have an organic approach where they say, oh, I'm just going to let everything happen naturally. works for a minority of the people. Very rare naturally talented people can do that. But when you have the trick list, I found that, you know, watching people like Bodie Merrill, Scott Stevens, Ted, they've all had these trick lists. And when you have the idea of what tricks you want to do, I find that the spot appears. You know what I mean? Like if you're like, oh, I want to do a Miller flip to front board. And that's the trick. All of a sudden, you'll, you'll, You'll you start seeing like, them. Yeah, you're because you're looking for it, and you might just be driving. If you don't have that list, you're like, I don't know what I got for this spot, this spot, or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. I think that's really cool. That's important for kids to hear that you have a trick list. I, I like how you have the vibe too, and almost an art- artistic approach on top of a trick list and all that. That's cool. Yeah, it's like, and you got Ted being like, "You already got that trick." <laughs> I can just imagine, <laughs> and he'll be like, "You, you already got that." You have he to do probably has else. his own list written down. <laughs> But, yeah, you, I mean, you watch videos, you watch people, and then it's like, oh, well, who do you like watching? And how, do you want to look like them? Like, yeah, let's, look, try, let's try to look like them or try to, like, do, like, what kind of spots are they hitting? Like, let's try to find a spot that's similar to that and go do something. That's cool. Who's the big, who's big inspo in you? Yes. Guys or girls? Or guy and girl? I think, I think both. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like honestly Desiree has always been somebody that I've really looked up to and watched her video parts and then for for guys it's just like I so I came in kind of watching videos later a little bit like I would you know borrow movies here and there but like didn't really absorb what was happening 
And then when I, after High Cascade, I started, like, really paying attention. And so it's, like, watching Keep the Change and Think Think, I was like, yeah, this is awesome. And I watched Videograss, too, back then. <laughs> nice. We almost forgot a uh, guest question. Oh. Good friend of yours, Melissa. Melissa Rotano. I she, love the guest questions you get going. We got a new little sector with the guest questions. We're going to hit you with Melissa's question. Here we go. What's up, Bumhole? What's up, Nirvana? This is Melissa. Um, I was going back and forth with Kelsey. We were trying to find a good question to ask you, but we decided on what is your biggest pet peeve? I'm really excited to hear your episode. Hope you guys are having a great time in the booth. She's going pet peeve on them. Thank you, Melissa, for submitting that one. So I take it snowboarding pet peeves we're talking? I'm saying broad life or, just or life. snowboarding. Yeah, whatever. I, you Maybe know, both. It's a choose-your-own-adventure. Choose-your-own-adventure. Yeah. Choose or adventure. choose both adventures. <laughs> Melissa's so cute. Yeah, her voice. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> um, I would say I think my biggest snowboarding pet peeve would be people who don't shovel. Oof. Yep. Well, you know what they get? You're fired. Canned. Yeah. I think that... Um, especially in like a group aspect or if you're snowboarding with people you don't know that well, I think it, or people you do know well, like I think it's important to help and to shovel. Like you're out there, like snowboarding is individual, right? But at the same time to like get these clips and get these shots or those are the same thing, but get these clips, you, you have a group that is helping you. And like that energy that you put into helping other people, like, should circle circulate it's come back, back it's karma, right? right like i think that's super important and i think yeah that's probably well there's one person sitting at this table that's not particularly i've good shoveled more sho- snow than anyone <laughs> put together all of you guys that doesn't that doesn't mean that i meant that in like snowboarders but i mean it's dude just- i'm gonna queue up a link of the bin laden kicker it's probably more snow than you've moved in your whole career is that the one you built that's the one that's bigger than my house <laughs> bigger than my house bjorn, bjorn and, and breezy like 40 we were, foot tall way by the eighth day of digging we were fighting we were oh, yelling no. shane got sun poisoning there was like people laying down like breezy was vibing everybody like oh my god so he's got and lifetime the, worth the shovel and, and at one the kicker end of the session is when they pulled bin laden out of the caves so that's why we named <laughs> oh it the god. bin laden literally bigger than chris's house Dude, like add another story on his house that jump, <laughs> when harry hagan and taylor pendleton lived here we were watching that was an absence video I remember it was like the credits of somebody coming in and like their legs compressed or Bjorn. something. Bjorn. And we were crying, tears coming down our face at how ridiculous that Dude. build was. And it was so big, Bob Plum and I were there because it was like, the more people we can get up here, the better. And then uh, I think Bjorn buckled, Breezy hit it twice, got a backside 180, session done. Oh my God. <laughs> Eight days of showing. Eight days, maybe 10. Like, it was the most miserable thing. But let me tell you something. He's life. moved about four scoops since then. Yeah, I mean, after that, dude, that's like a lifetime achievement movement of Snow Award. I got to be honest. Okay, okay, let's go for Choose Your Adventure Part 2. Biggest pet peeve in life. Yeah. We got any? In life. <laughs> that's hard. I. You're such a mellow person. She's I like, know. I'm not really bummed on that much stuff. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not super. I like don't, nothing. You gotta have some sort of pet. Not peeve. Nothing bums me out, but like, I feel like I, I don't get bummed out often. Um. Getting up at 5 a.m. 
Oh, yes. Yeah, there you go. I'm not a morning person like that. Me neither. No, jobs that require you to be there at 5 a.m. is a definite. Let's go let's yeah, go. Chris with that. wanted to record your episode at 5 a.m., and I was like, dude, we're, you not, would not, make we're it. not getting up that early this week. I said, hey, set your alarm at 4 a.m. Okay, I'm trying to get, I'm trying to, I got stuff to do today. I'm a morning person. Let's get everyone there for 5 a.m. <laughs> that would have been tight. You'll probably do that to me at some point. Um, I got a Patreon question, which is our Patreon people join up, support our cause, which is dope. Um, Alex is curious. Before you got sponsored, was it hard to find a good female board? Before, um, so I feel like Solomon makes some dope stuff. Yeah. But when you're kind of just out on the market, maybe you had a brand you liked, Was it always, were they all making dope female boards, or was it a process, kind of getting into it? Getting or? into it? I, well, back then, I wrote boys boards that's what i was gonna say a lot of girl women love mm-hmm. like to just grab the men's board like i had my i think my first snowboard was a world industries board with wow the, nice. that's like props <laughs> we talking like mfm pro model no it was just like a little kid board. Boy? it was a flame boy flame and the water what the yeah water person Those and wet, uh, wet willy yep. there we go yeah they were shooting their elements at each other. I feel like that's a sick mountain high setup right there. <laughs> <laughs> Nerves Nerve around mountain setup. high. Fat world industries. Yeah. yeah. Plain boy, wet willy. That it, is dope. I think we got it like off of, you know, one of those web, like budget websites that sells the Yeah, one board. of those like California hot skates yeah, or yeah. cheese skates or something. Yeah, one of those setups. It, <laughs> it was sick. And so I wrote, a, yeah, I wrote boys boards forever. And then when I did switch over to a girl's board, I was like, oh, wow, this is way easier. Really? <laughs> Why, did it, was <laughs> Why I doing? was I doing that? <laughs> yeah. I was only, like, you know, 14. Yeah, makes sense. Time, so. All of a sudden, the nose press is deeper, way softer board, built for your weight, maybe. Wet Willie, though, was probably a kid's board, so. what? Uh, Tanner when, Pendleton was at what, World Industries. Was he? Yeah. He rode for him. Huh? Yeah, he had an ad. Yeah, an ad. Sorry to interrupt you, buds. That's, That's props. Yeah. Well, my next question was, uh, how'd you get involved with Solomon? Um, Desiree actually, she's like my main plug, you know, like she, she's always had my back. Like she, after we filmed Jetpack, I was like kind of contemplating my life. I, I was like, I need to go back to school. I think I was 24 at the time. And I was like, I need to go back to school. Like I need to get my stuff figured out. Mm -hmm. And, um, Going into that year, we were trying to make another thing with Jetpack happen, and my sponsor at the time, they were like, oh, well, you're going to get the same amount of money and support as last year. Oh. Uh, and I was like, after after all this stuff that we did, like, and we're, we're going to s- start down, like, doing this again, like, I, I want to be able to do more. And so I was kind of like, well, I... I didn't say I quit. I basically quit and was like, I'm not doing this. Yeah. Like, I love. a lot of work. Yeah. I was like, I quit in in the the company, like, not snowboarding. Yeah, yeah. But I was like, I can't, like, no, I'll figure it out. I'll just ride this board that I have. Like, I think I won something, like, a board from the loon loon contest. Last call? Last call. Nice. Yeah. We had gone to that, and I, like, got third or something. They gave me a board. And I was, like, sick. I'm just going to ride that and figure it out. Mm-hmm. And then I told Desiree, and she was, like, oh, let me call Kevin. And then pretty much from there, he was, like, let's – I'll send you some boards. Like, we'll support the project that you want to do and see where that goes. So that was 
That's cool. How that happened. And then mm-hmm. if you and Dez want to do something together, you can pull it off easier maybe. And mm-hmm. Well, it was really cool, though, because, like, like Chris and Bodie both, like, because they ask everyone, like, Kevin asks everyone on the team, like, what they think. and. Mm-hmm. And they had my back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, heard, he call. Did not, down. I heard he did not vouch for you. <laughs> I was like, do <laughs> not. kidding. Whatever you do, do not. <laughs> I will quit. Don't no. do it. No, we had your back. Your, rip, your ripping still are ripping. And, and you see brands starting to slowly. It's a slow progression of people getting it, I think, as far as just the whole broader topic of gender and and realizing the importance of women having a sh- uh, uh, the right slice of the pie, you could say, or, mm-hmm. you know, getting a, getting a seat at the table, however you want to put it. Um, yeah, so it's good that Solomon's on, on the forefront of that. And Thanks, you guys. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> do, no we're you, do you notice, Cheddar Bisque-wise, is women's, is the world getting a little bit easier for, for women coming up? Are you getting a bigger slice of the pie or pushing harder or getting more development like involved with boards and like feeling more involved and I feel uh that's kind of I don't really know how to answer that like I think that it's slowly happening and I I do think that it does happen for like you know handfuls of a handful of people which is kind of how I guess life is which is how life is and I feel like I'm um like I'm more involved in in a sense where like I like, I'm probably going to do an event later. Like, Melissa and I want to do, like, a ride day event for, for like, kind of, like, demoing. That's cool. Yeah, early season, like, early season, all COVID depending. But, like, we want to get the women together so they have somebody to ride with or demo these boards to to see and meet people. So, it's, like, I have more involvement there. But in terms of support, it's. I got sponsored into the, I mean, everything, like, I'm super grateful for everything that I've had, but it's definitely, like, I'm older now, and it's getting harder. Well, yeah. it's smart, they'll get involved business-wise, you know, events, like, that's that's some big dog style, you know? Yeah, that, that, that's, that's something that, like, people don't, might not necessarily talk about all the time. It's like, I've always had a job, and, like, then snowboarding. Mm. So it's like, I've always had a job to get myself to the trips or like get myself through the winter and things like that. And it's, and a lot of people, that's like how it is for a lot of people too. But I, um, yeah. It's a game of passion. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's an, it's definitely a lot of people struggling to make ends meet full passion project. And, uh, you know, you know, with Desiree, we were talking about this, um, a, a lot, a lot of the, a lot of, you could call it gender equality talk and, and moves in that right direction. So I was on SIA's website cause I just wanted to get the numbers like kind of dialed in. And I think it, it accounted women's sales account for 33%, which I'm a I've my, heard that as well. mathematician 30. That's one third. That's one third. Some big math for me. <laughs> but, um, but if you look at it, if you look at a woman's team, it's like it, you, you don't see for every three guys, you don't see a girl for every, six guys i'm generalization so so there still is definitely or i mean even or you could look at it from just a straight gender 50 50 equation that there's still room for improvement on all aspects whether it's you know in the contest and i think the contest splits are there but i don't know i just thought that was i hear a lot of brands being like woman's the hot shit right now that's where 
our biggest sales growth is going to come from. And I hear a lot of that talk, so maybe it'll start turning the tide. Yeah. We will see. Hopefully it doesn't all go to the men's pockets or the uh, probably the company people's pockets. But yeah. yeah, hopefully we see that transition then to go to one-third. That would be cool. Yeah, I th- definitely think that to elevate um, the people that they have is important. Yeah. And it's like to keep going because it, it's, yeah, Doing the numbers like are that. that are that high. But then there's also the, like, so this is a, just a thought. Yeah. But it's it's like, okay, so you have one-third, but then it's like, what about the talent aspect of it? It's like, are you going to put a girl on? Like, is it more detrimental in the end to put a girl on just because she's a girl or because she's actually good at snowboarding? And, like, that's where I hit a, kind of a, a snag with it all. It's like... You're, are you doing it just to do it, or, like, is there meaning behind this? That's that's a really good point, and you see some companies, I, I feel like, are doing it not because they want to and because they believe in it, almost for fear of getting lashed out at. Mm-hmm. And that's not right. you got to do it, believe it, back it, not like, Support oh, we, we got to just check the box. Like, yeah. that's not that's not the right technique either, you know. Yeah. So and, and that goes for, like, minorities as well. Yes. True. And so it's like... Are you just doing this to do this, or are, do you actually want to do something about it? And it, the, what's the the main theme? Inclusivity, too, in that, and making sure that everybody's equally valued and accounted for, and and it's good that we're having these conversations and waking people up. And um, you know, there's definitely a saturation of the. White male in snowboarding. There's mm-hmm. no, you look around. I mean, we're picking people for the podcast, and you're like, okay, like out of a hundred people, <laughs> it's you know what I mean. So, yeah, where's the diversity? Where's the diversity? Yeah, yeah. so it's True. cool that people are thinking about it and and um yeah. and whatnot. And you see more females getting involved, or women, I should say, getting involved, and and minorities getting involved, and it's just, and. And it's growing, and you see younger people on Instagram, like, snowboarding's cool, skateboarding's cool. It, it, yeah. Fashion aspect of the it's cool. The fashion aspect of it is crazy, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so th- I think that gets people involved, too. Yeah, and it, and it just broadens it all. Mm-hmm. And, like, more people are into it because of this. It's, like, I can't remember what I was listening to, but it's, a, it's almost, like, the lifestyle of snowboard. Like, we need to get that involved into it, of being somebody who's – because, you know, snowboarding is a little bit different than skateboarding and surfing, where it's like you have these groups of people that might not necessarily surf, but they buy bikinis to hang out on the beach. Mm-hmm. And that goes into, you know, the industry, where you have people are into yeah, uh, skateboard brands, and they, so they buy that shirt, but they don't necessarily go skateboarding every day. And so I think with snowboarding, it's like how do we get people to be into it without that sort of lifestyle aspect? Where it's like it is a lifestyle, but it's like where's the puzzle? Yeah, but I imagine if you're going up to Sundance for the film festival, you want to have a dope jacket. So I guess that's starting, but they're not going to go buy a board if they don't shred, that's for sure. Yeah. At those prices. And, and then, then circling back to what you were talking about too, like, it's almost like incorporating the lifestyle streetwear brand that embodies that of a snowboarder that's cool mm-hmm. to like blur those lines of 
general public and snowboarder, like, you know, the person that, that wants to wear Volcom board shorts because they're surf shorts because they kind of identify with surfing, kind of. But there's, yeah. they're dumping a ton of money. But they in live the in industry. Ohio, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> or whatever. But we don't have that in snowboarding, which is, I never thought about that. Yeah, that's interesting. Does that <clears throat> thought come from your new line of work or what you're doing? Are you kind of involved with any of that stuff with dressings? Or is it, I don't, maybe I'm misconcepting. Uh, no, no. I, I think uh, that came from like a conversation I had with, um, with AK actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. And, um, uh, her name's Dr. Gerilyn Davis. She's, she does inclusion on the slopes. So she, um, is trying to get family, like make the barrier to entry for families, um, to get onto into skiing and snowboarding. Make it so it's not like a $20,000 trip yeah. to Vail. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> and much. you can still pull it off. <laughs> yeah. So, so I think it kind of stems, it definitely stemmed from that conversation that we had. But it's a good point because it's, yeah, the lifestyle of snowboarding, how do we sell that? And then um, circling back to like the industry for having inclusivity, it's like, so there's so, there's so few of, the minority out there, right? So it's like you have to – there's so few there, so why would you stop funding them or elevating them Yes. if you don't want to lose that? Totally. And there's there's definitely some factors playing into that with getting the even bigger – I mean, this is just a wormhole going down some of the <laughs> – you know, socioeconomic Sorry. stuff. No, I like <laughs> it. I, I love talking I about this awesome stuff. Topic. But I was listening, I was looking looking at the, um, did you see Bill Nye, the science guy? Yeah, I've seen yes. The pigment, and he's like, yeah. and, ra- and he's kind of squashes racism. And I thought about that, and I was like, this is, this is like amazing. And then if you actually think about, so, you know, the way they break it down is it, the closer you are to the equator as like a continent, you're darker, you're pigment in your skin. And as you go, north and south away from the equator you're the pigments get whiter that's how it works yeah but yeah right that's how i interpret yeah, sounds, it sounds, so, so if, if you look at snowboarding geographically you're like in cold places northern places mm-hmm. you ever go to like northern finland it's the pastiest people you've ever seen you're like yeah. they don't get any sun super blonde and they're and they're you know and and i'm not saying that like but it, it makes sense to a degree why you know you take the geographic location of generally white people and then you take the barrier to entry with financially and you're basically the cards are stacked against having any people that aren't white you know and so it's that's like why we need to push more for minorities and everything you know just just mixing it up and snowboarding definitely and that was uh, something um with inclusion on the slopes it was um she's black yeah dr davis is black and she was like I'm from the Midwest, and, like, I decided one day that I was going to go ski, and I was going to do that. And, like, to have that is is huge. And she, like, did the research, but then it's, like, kind of, like, where I – where a lot of people run into it, where it's, like, well, where's the person who looks like me doing it? True. That's a good point. Never thought about that. And so, I don't know. Yeah, it could be a – giant wormhole but it's yeah the barrier to entry there are people out there doing it and she loves skiing so it's it's not that we don't want like even though like i'm always cold i like i'm always cold <laughs> like this you gotta is gotta shovel more and you gotta move around yeah, and enjoy to, it and yeah, then you have, have a great time and 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 i think that like 
that even though I'm cold, like I still want to be doing this. I'm having fun. Like there's definitely other people like that would want to do this. And just because of the color of their skin, it doesn't mean they don't want to do that. Like yeah. don't want to go snowboard or ski. So and my wife's pretty small and her biggest thing about it is she doesn't like the cold. So that's her biggest like hold back from getting out snowboarding. Oh, totally. And she, she's going to try it this year though. So it should be interesting to get yeah, her up there. Yeah. Bundle her up, get her up there. Get her the heated boots. Yeah, get her the, that's a good call. Get her a whole heated suit. I'm thinking a space suit, maybe, like the moon. You get, that'll, get the space that'll suit. That'll keep you warm. That'll keep you warm. The, yeah. thing, the thing that's cool, though, is snowboarding, it fucking rules. Yeah. It rules. And so and the culture we, we gotta rules. like We got to make sure people realize that it fucking rules and it's make sure job. people see that it rules. So they're like, oh, and see different ethnicities doing it. So they're like, that person looks like me. I should do that. In the same way girls are seeing girls' crews doing it, they're saying, oh, light bulb's going off. I'm a girl. I can do this. Oh, I'm Asian. I can do this. Oh, I'm black. I can do this. Like Seeing Migos out there? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, that was dope. Yeah. <laughs> he had his dope kit. Yep. Well, what he... was that? Um, who was in the indoor snow dome in? Uh... Oh, I don't know if I saw that one. <sighs> but Quavo was in Aspen with, like, Kevin Hart. Yep. <laughs> and I don't know who was in the indoor one. Oh, somebody's gonna know. I want to say it was like Kodak, Kodak or something. Like it was that. a Kodak black, but it wasn't. It was some. It was someone like that. But anyway, Julio's way in the shredding. Yeah, I remember <laughs> that from back in the day. Yeah. But that's cool. You know what else? I'll circle him back. You doing that demo is is a cool idea because that's gonna like maybe open the eyes out to show other women like, wow, look at all these brands. Look at all this woman stuff. Like, yeah, look at the art. Look at the fashion. Like, and just me- and just meeting. That's like another thing is just meeting, meeting more, women. more women that are into it. Yeah. And it's it's like I didn't really have that until I moved to hi- or worked at High Cascade. Yeah, it was like, oh, you like doing this, too. And you could bring that to a whole yeah. group of different women that might see like, wow, this is insane. Like I can come up here. My husband go do his thing and the girls and I can hang. Or we all can hang, whatever, and that's really cool to to bring more and in, in, make it more inclusive for them. That's really cool. Yeah, I'm and it's it smart works. for your brands. You know, <laughs> yeah. I think it would make you more valuable to your brands. And then it strength it strengthens the whole culture of snowboarding as a whole because it's not just this like this one box of person that type of person that does it. It's inclusive. It's the gay communities involved. You know, there's different ethnicities, and then it's the, the, maybe the barrier to entry. You know, and, and that. You know, one thing when you were talking earlier is thinking about this that foundation and how expensive it is. And then we're in Utah. We're flying to the Midwest to go snowboard. <laughs> and we're in the biggest mountains in the world. And we're going to these little trash hills. So it's almost like we need to push for the relatable small snowboarding for people, too, I think. I don't know. Oh, I think that's important. Yeah, having events like ride days and, and like, small gatherings like that is definitely important and i think it, it goes a long way even though it might not seem like it to you at the time it might it it, it mean, might mean something to somebody else mm-hmm. could change yeah. the whole course you of their could life get that like demo to move around a bit to different zones i mean that would be insane you know you could bring a lot of women to snowboarding that's cool yeah well I, fingers crossed you guys yeah. got <laughs> this i mean women snowboarding's growing and women are I was reading they're doing a lot more of the buying these days, too. You know, they're writing the checks because mm-hmm. they're going out and getting the sick jobs more than ever and and maybe buying more product than some of the men. And so hopefully they're going to be buying more product. And that's a reason why women's sports are growing, you know. 
Well, it's cool. Well, there's a lot of change happening. It's nice to embrace it and be a part of the right steps in the right direction. And people willing to take those steps. You know, yeah. that's people like yourself. That's dope. And you guys are here to talk about, like, <laughs> give a platform to talk about it. You know, it's important. And we just like to talk shit, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> we and buds aren't afraid to talk. Nope. <laughs> Maybe a little too much. Yeah, too much probably at times. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Give us a garage and some microphones. We will talk all day. <laughs> <laughs> Not that difficult of a job. Yeah, Not true. That difficult. Be yourself. Talk some shit. He has all the knowledge of rails and stuff. I don't remember anything, but he, I can Bud's talk some shit. Bud's usually there, and he doesn't even remember. I, I, I think, yeah. I feel I, like I've you shot there. with both of you guys many times. Couldn't tell you if you're goofy or regular. Because <laughs> I'm, like, in my head, it's the same. Because I surf one way, skate one way, snowboard. Oh, and so it's like... In my mind, it's like the same thing. So it's so weird to me. I couldn't, I could guess, but I got a 50 fit. It's like a coin toss. So. It's a coin toss. <laughs> I know so, MFM's goofy. Correct? Yeah, that's yeah, correct. Got that's that. correct. So you filmed your part this year, Tangle, coming out, Snowboarder Mag. Supposed allegedly, people are saying it's a banger. Streets are talking. Um, and then now you got, you got a job. You got a career type of job, or you got a job in the off season. In the off season. And what's going on with that? Um, so right now I'm a seasonal photo stylist for backcountry.com. And so I work in the studio and we are just shooting on model right now. So Being I, a stylist too is tough, right? It's kind of crazy. It's, yeah. I didn't think. If you mess it up, a brand gets bummed too. I don't know if you dealt with that yet. Like the wrinkles are wrong or it sits weird. Yeah. People are intense. Our, our, um, our creative director is awesome, though. He's he's like about mixing brands because it's like it's retail. Oh, really? So they're mixing brands. Mm-hmm. It's not to be full head to toe. Yeah, it doesn't you have know, to. So to well, people like well, do people buy things head yeah. to toe? You know, like the average consumer doesn't. That's very good idea. Doesn't really do that. that. So it's been it's been cool because I I get to mix up outfits and kind of try to figure out the outdoor person and display that. And getting that retail. Um, like learning about that is huge. That'll take you a long way as well, especially with backcountry. I mean, I, I'm excited. These guys are selling some units. Yeah, it's just, it's studio work, so I'm, I'm that's something that I'm I'm not familiar with. Like my previous job, I I worked a lot with the products, so so that was cool learning about all that. And then um, coming into this, it's more hands on. Yeah, so I don't have to like sit at a computer and. Studio's fun. Yeah, studio's a lot of fun. You're on and your feet. You did a big snowboarder mag shoot too. Yeah, that was so fun. Making moves. Same career, but just in a different shoot. Right? Yeah. Same was, deal. Yeah, I got None to. None of the photographers showed up, so uh, these guys just took the took the reins. Because of COVID. No, I, of COVID. I, I get it. Well, there was all sorts of stuff going on. Yeah, that, it was a hectic why we, time. Like, Oli couldn't get out of Canada. Oh, my gosh. So that, you know what I mean? Because you can't cross the border. Mm-hmm. There was a death in someone's family. It was, it was just a mess, but you guys took the reins, handled it, and... Yeah, it's I kind awesome. of just invited I myself. <laughs> I was like, Ted was like, I'm going to go to this shoe. And I was like, well, I'm coming with you. Like, tell Pat I'm coming. <laughs> and then you're, there you are shooting Danny Cass. Yeah, he was awesome. That's dope. So uh, you, got the, you got your website, too, Des brought up. What, what's in the future for Nerve? What are we talking? Yeah. What you get, what you, let's talk futures talk. Yeah, I got I, – so I put together a website um, with everything happening. I was, I've just been – kicking it around in my head and was like, I got to just get this all out on, in the world. And so I put everything together, like snowboarding and the work I've done. And pretty much 
and I was like, I'm open for freelancing work because I think that I could, you know, give a unique, unique ex- exper- uh, perspective on everything because it's like, okay, everyone wants to be more diverse. Everyone wants to, like, tell this story. They incorporate it in the marketing. So you see models or people that are minorities, but the people driving that story in the narrative mm-hmm. are mostly white males. And so it feels kind of inauthentic. It's inauthentic at the end of the day. Call it how it is. And I think bringing more people that are in those minorities is important to bring them into the company, like themselves. Like those people can work within the company and give a narrative that is authentic to that brand. What's the website called? It's just my name. Nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nothing fancy. That's dope, though. Yeah. Getting out there and making some moves. Brands, if you're watching or listening, she's for hire. Pay her some buku biscuits. Yeah, we talking biscuits. Cheddar biscuits. But snowboarding first. Like, that was, that was for me, it's been, like, I love snowboarding. And I've been, I've been stuck it out for this long, mm-hmm. you know? And, like, I, I want to be able to contribute what I've learned and the experiences that I've gone through, like, within snowboarding. Well, that's what's rad. You can bring that to a brand authentically, and you've been through so many different things, and you got more to come, and putting out video parts and making movies, and that's that's awesome, you know? I'm excited. Yeah, good for you. So that's kind of how you've been spending the quarantine and spending your getting your thoughts together and getting it out there? Yeah, that's good. I was... Did you design your own website, too? I just use Squares, uh, yes, Squarespace. They make it, they make they make it, it so, so nice easy. now. Yeah, yeah, they make it super easy. You look like a super pro. Yeah. That's cool. But, yeah, you. so that was... Because um, I've done web, website uh, building before, so it was just like... It's fun for me. Mm-hmm. It is fun. And how else are you feeling about the other state of current affairs as far as... COVID and how's the mental health? The discovering of aliens. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) aliens. Just the crazy unstable ground we're all standing (laughs) on. There are. There's aliens for sure. Coming up with new stuff too, man. Like let's talk aliens. I love talking aliens. Let's get into it. I I just think that they they exist. Yep. And just like probability wise, it's they have to. Yeah, (laughs) I'm with it. (laughs) And the government is saying they don't know where these things came from. They're basically (laughs) saying they exist. Yeah. With, it's like a soft launch. Into but it's just it. calling it kind of a drip. Yeah. There's, there's slow, a slow release. It's trickling. Dude, it's I trickling. heard this new one, man, about this. I think it's called Dolce Bass. Have you heard this one? No. Oh, man, it's it's pretty intense, man. Apparently in, uh, I believe it's in New Mexico. I could be wrong. I'll link, link it up. There's this full bass that basically is like, they, and people have gone there with equipment and figured out that there are tunnels that go down like seven stories. And apparently humans and aliens work there together, and it's been going on, and they find out that all these people that have been getting abducted have been, basically the aliens give us technology, we let them pull some people off the streets and do whatever they do, and it's like a full full thing that was... uh, redacted papers on this. I'll link it up. It's insane. Question is, uh, wh- where are you getting this intel? Yeah. Out of curiosity. Dude, there's a whole... <laughs> so here's the deal about conspiracy theories. I enjoy them just because I like sci-fi. Um, so I listen to them, but a good conspiracy theorist will be like, do your own research. So they encourage you. They don't just... They're not just like, 
this is what's up. Listen to it. I'm not They're afraid like, to throw the tinfoil hat on yeah, with you. You go want, down those wormholes. They They're fun. They want you to go up and look up, okay, like, let's see these government files on this place. And what are the other stories on this place? Who else is saying this? You know, this? Bodie, Bodie claims he was abducted by aliens. Yeah, he, like, never he, had he, a dream He's never had a dream oh, yeah. since. Rem- yeah. We got to get him on here talking yeah. aliens. I want to hear the see hear what's up. Never and so, a dream. I don't know if this base is real, but the story's awesome. So, <laughs> I'll link it up. I'll yeah. click the link. Yeah. It, <laughs> dude, I'm telling you, man. This Yeah, the one podcast I listen to is called Theories of the Third Kind, and they got the one about the DMT, however. It's called, like, Machine Elves or something. Everyone sees these crazy machine elves. That's that's the one to start with right there. You know what? Hopefully aliens come out, and they like, they're like, yo, I, I, want, a, I want a snowboard. And they just kind of, like, We could get bust. a whole new market. We get a whole new market. And hopefully they they buy the they start buying Solomons. They start listening <laughs> to the bomb the hole. You know what I mean? They're buying merch. Yeah. Hey, we got merch. Bombhole.com. Aliens, if you're listening, we will ship to you as yeah. well. <laughs> we ship uh, intergalactically. <laughs> Why not? Uh, Why not? Yeah, dude, I think we can, oh, ra- we can wrap course. it up. Yeah, oh, we I think we did it. We, we if you're done, is hours. that chill if we wrap? Yeah. yeah. I'm <laughs> is there anything we haven't covered that you want to talk? Or I, I feel like I can't remember. I kind of blacked out. You got anybody you want to thank for this conversation? I want to thank... My family, Ted, Lewis, um, all my sponsors, um, you guys, of course. And we, it's our pleasure having you on. And then um, everyone who's ever helped me with and like guided me through all of this. Shout out. Incredible. The, the coolest thing about the Shred community is there is a lot of help out there. If you look for it, if you're kind to other people, it's going to reciprocate, and that's the best thing about our community. Yeah, you just have to ask. Yeah. Don't be scared. We'll love it. We really appreciate having you on, Nerve. Thank you guys for listening, watching. We'll see you next Wednesday. Over and out from the bomb hole. Good night. Good morning. Great conversation with a great human being. We got to get more women in the booth, too. What else, buds? What what else we got to get in? We're going to have some prints of Nirvana. We uh, love that you guys share on Instagram. Please keep doing that. We really appreciate it. Big time. If you can leave a review on Apple, too. Wow, that helps us out a ton. They tell us. I don't know. I don't know the truth. Allegedly, we should say, for legal Allegedly. purposes. Yeah. Uh, I also want to talk to you guys about Patreon. For you guys that don't know, it's a subscription-based platform where we kind of put out some exclusive content. Uh, you get access to the guest each week before they're announced. Uh, so before we record, you get a chance to you know submit a question, which we may potentially ask the guest on air. You get products. You know, Bud sends out little sticker packs. There's raffles, all kinds of fun stuff. So if you're interested, that's on our website. There's a link to our Patreon. What else, Bud? Uh, I just want to say thanks for the support, man. It's it's awesome how you continuously hook us up on Instagram with your feedback. Uh, We appreciate you guys. We got a big guest next week. Huge guest. So I guess we'll see you next Wednesday. I hope you guys have a great week. Peace.